Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 40. That's right, Patriots. Episode 40 of the Patriot Review. It's great to be with you again, and it's great to be on Frank's Speech, Lindell TV. Uh, still uh, an honor to see that as a reality. So today I want to talk to you about the threats that we're facing, both internal and external. And I wanted to get into, right away, I'm going to get into um, some news from Wisconsin. And a press conference that was held in Racine County uh, by the Sheriff's Department there regarding the election. Of course, the election is one of the biggest threats or has resulted in the, the biggest threat that we face, which is our own government, which has literally gone off the rails. And we will talk a little bit about that as well. Before we get started, though, I want to just remind you that we are having a Patriot meet and greet live. It's uh, an online conversation Friday, November 5th at 7 o'clock Central Standard Time. It's free. You just go up, go to redbloodedpatriots.com, our website. And once you become a member, you can then go in and uh, sign up for the events. And you can get there by going to your account page and then looking along the top there will be a place for you to go to events and that's how you get there so there's some confusion about that that is what has to happen you do have to be a member the the guest membership is free however and you can go sign up and still be part of that event now it's limited to 25 um, basically because i want to have a good conversation and hopefully um that is something you enjoy and something we can do uh, in the future going forward. So um, I wanted to get into, as I said, some news out of Wisconsin. Again, this deals with um, the November election of 2020 and the theft of that election. Of course, we've been listening to the media drone on about what a conspiracy theory this all was. But now we see the attorney general in Arizona uh, really pushing forward with the results of their audit, which of course was completely misrepresented by the mainstream media. Uh, they flat out lied about what was actually found in that audit. And I've covered that in previous shows, so I'm not gonna cover that today, but I do wanna show you this video and we'll come right back to talk about it. Commissions on March 12th sent out a letter and they state municipalities shall not use the special voting deputy process. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not a process. It's a law, 6.875. What they're saying here is they're telling municipalities to not follow. So I told you 6.875. Now we're going to hit 12.13. I don't name statutes. The legislature comes together, passes law, and names statute. statutes. It just so happened this statute is called election fraud. We're stating that the rules weren't followed. We're stating that the integrity of the vote uh, was put into question. The legislature has a law called election fraud. And there's a variety of different ways to violate this statute, but the first one, in my opinion, fits. In the course of a person's official duties or on account of the person's official position, intentionally violate or intentionally cause any other person to violate any provisions of chapters 5 through 12 
for which there's no penalty listed. And it just so happens that the penalty for violating this statute is a class I felony. It's a felony. I don't make the rules. This is what the legislature has decided. The three violations beneath are misdemeanors. Realize this. These laws aren't broken. Let me say it a different way. The government doesn't have to prove that their loved ones were taken advantage of. That's not the law that we're uh, alleging was violated. It is violated when the proper procedures are not followed. And that is clearly what has happened here. I'm not going to go through all of these clips, but I actually took time to uh, include some of the statements that blew my mind, where they basically just admitted to breaking the law. I'm going to play two clips. They're roughly 20, 30 seconds apiece. This is Knudsen, Commissioner Knudsen, and I kind of referenced what he was saying before, but literally I want you to hear it from the commissioners. Oh, hold on a second. I have had discomfort, and I expressed it publicly the day that I, I had first suggested this, that we will be essentially telling the clerks to break the law. And over the ensuing months since, you know, I first wrote to the governor about my concern about the effect of the COVID virus in the elderly back in mid-March of last year, so it's 10 months ago now. Is there some other way that we can accomplish the same thing to give this to make this guidance rather than us, you know, formally directing them not to do it? I mean, next clip, last clip. You can watch the other one inside, just on your own time. This is just for brevity. You know, earlier it was said that we were trying to reconcile two conflicting laws. I, I've never really looked at that. The SVB law is a law. Um, some of the prohibitions on uh, visitors to nursing homes, I mean, in, in the early days of the pandemic, it, it came down from the Centers for Medicaid and, and Medicare that uh, it was a, a guidance, a directive. It wasn't clear whether it actually carried the force of law. Later, the governor had, a, had 60 days that ended. Um, the DHS has, has been operating under certain emergency powers. Certainly not clear that it's a law. Um, but the law does say that SDB should go in. Okay. So where do we go from here? This is why we have a sheriff. Uh, he's going to speak on that. I would note that we set up a special a telephone number. I set up a special uh, email account. Uh, please share that. Uh, people have questions or concerns. I, I am a resource, and I'm going to turn it back over to the sheriff. Thank you. That's a lot of information, uh, obviously. And uh, obviously, we went through this dozens and dozens of times. And I, I know most of you in this room have heard it for the first time. And a lot of new words, uh, SVDs and the WEC. And, and but part of our job, too, is, is education. And, and the good question here, the best question, I think, we're to take away is, is where do we go from here? Um, we have, we're just one of 72 counties, Racine County. Ridgewood is one of 11 uh, type facilities 
uh, within our county. There are literally hundreds and hundreds of these facilities throughout the entire state of Wisconsin. We would be foolish, we would be foolish to think for a moment that this, this uh, integrity issue, this violation of the statute occurred uh, to just a small group of people at one care facility in one county in the entire state. I would submit to you that this, is, uh, this needs the Attorney General's attention. I would submit to you the Attorney General should launch uh, an immediate investigation into the Wisconsin Elections Commission uh, and, and the harm that they have done to, to all of these uh, uh, individuals uh, and restore some level of integrity. And if I can add. Now I'm going to go back a little bit to that. But um, what you notice right away is that they you know, are saying that it's not just one example in just one county, it, it's widespread, and of course it is. Now, we know that um, other states uh, have the same types of issues where uh, the legislature, for example, in Pennsylvania, wasn't the, the body that decided to ignore the election laws that they had or change the election laws that they had, which is constitutionally mandated that the legislature be the body that does that. Instead, they ran it through the court system and through uh, a judge, right, and the governor, and that they weren't the only state to approach it in that way, as we know. So, you know, the, the real question is, why hasn't this election been taken down for those reasons? And why is it taking so long? Um, we know that Mike Lindell is releasing or dropping, as he, he uh, terms it, dropping the case on the Supreme Court on November 22nd or 23rd, uh, 9 a.m. He said both. I think he, he means the 23rd. But uh, So we'll have to wait and see what happens, and we'll have to, uh, to go back to figuring out what... Uh, tools we're going to use, what format we're going to use, hopefully paper ballots and that sort of thing. But otherwise, even in 2022, you know, we're pretty much sunk if we don't get this straightened out right now. So I say all that to say this, um, the Supreme Court needs to hear you. You'll look at even examples this week. The Supreme Court failed us again with uh, Barrett and Kavanaugh, both uh really doing the wrong thing when it came to the shot mandate. And, uh, you know, it's it's honestly, if this court is supposed to be so conservative, they are not showing it. And there's there have been multiple cases where they haven't shown it. And that makes me and should make you very nervous as to what they do when this lawsuit drops on them. Now, there are other options. Uh, states can, state legislators can, can decertify and reduce the, the point total um, for Biden to the, to the point where he is no, no longer considered the winner, even though we all know he wasn't to begin with. Um, but again, that is something that will remain to be seen. I think we've probably covered enough of that, actually. You can, you can go online and find that. That's uh, well over an hour long, and the evidence that is shown there is overwhelming just as it is if you were to have watched the full three-day uh, cyber symposium that uh, was on Frank's speech, uh, just as it is with many of the uh, conservative talk show hosts who have talked and provided plenty of information 
uh, on this, and I'm not talking about the so-called conservative media like Fox News because they are not doing it justice. They're not doing anything to help America, and uh, neither, of course, is the rest of the mainstream media. So that in itself is the largest threat to losing America, is what happens with that 2020 election, and will the Biden so-called Biden administration be allowed to continue and uh, you can see what they're doing right now is is uh, not uh, democratic whatsoever the policies and the approaches are pure socialism and really I would say closer to communism and we'll see more of that in in future policies and uh, we look at the mandates now and the mandates uh, are a great example of taking our freedoms away from us and really uh, uh, acting as more of a communist nation than uh, a, a freedom-loving constitutional republic that we once were. Traveling through another dimension. A dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. Yes, so I have been doing this for several shows now. I take a, a little bit out of 1984, George Orwell's book, and uh, make comparisons to what's happening in our country today. So today's um, quote is, you're a traitor, yelled the boy, you're a thought criminal. You're a Eurasian spy. I'll shoot you, I'll vaporize you, I'll send you to the salt mines. Now, why did I pick that one? Well, because in this this uh, episode, I want to focus on what we are doing to our children. And, you know, I've made parallels in past shows to the Hitler Youth and, and in our education system, the indoctrination, the very, very far left indoctrination um, that is going on right now. And to make matters worse, uh, you know, we have articles like this where Minnesota residents are required to state their home address uh, at their local school board meeting in order to speak. They're told they can't even speak. And this this was uh, this gal here, Jody Sapp. Um, I really think she needs to hear from Americans across the country politely and tell her basically she really has delusions as to what she thinks her rights and responsibilities and powers are. You, lady, are an elected official. You serve these people. They pay for the school. They pay for the curriculum. They pay for continuing to keep the school going. You are their servant. This one really irks me because this person thinks that she has the right to step all over parents and decide that she's going to try to intimidate them by having them give their addresses out. You know, so like the left always loves to go and pick it on people's private property and their, their front lawns. And this lady thinks that she's going to intimidate people. I think that there are probably enough people who, who responded to her and let her know what they think, but Certainly, it can't be too many, and again, to peacefully do that, um, but this woman is absolutely delusional. 
in other in other uh, headlines, uh, I have talked frequently about uh, OSHA and my viewpoint that OSHA already has a precedent set in the uh, vaccinations under their bloodborne pathogens rule, which I've talked about in the past coming out really in response to uh, HIV, AIDS, and hepatitis. Now that precedent, just to remind you, is that uh, people, employees, can refuse a shot for hepatitis B if they fill out a form that OSHA provides, which uh, is called the declination form. And there's an example of it uh, in the standard. And employers are charged to use that form to prove that they offered, offered, offered is the key word, offered a vaccination for hepatitis B. So hepatitis B, hepatitis C, HIV, AIDS, all very, very serious diseases, bloodborne pathogens. Uh, COVID, on the other hand, is a 99.987 as a that uh, survivability rate. Um, and what are they doing? What are they doing now? Well, they're going to even make it worse, and they're going to mandate uh, key people, key individuals. So here's yet another threat, an internal threat uh, that we're facing. And this one, over 11,000 active duty Air Force personnel unvaccinated, uh, you know, days before the deadline, right? Well, uh, we're seeing people being kicked out of hospitals, qualified people who just a little while ago they claimed were heroes and they um, you know, put them on pedestals and, and rightfully so for how hard they were working. But um, here we have them taking those same individuals and destroying their lives because they won't take an experimental drug cocktail, it's not even a vaccine, and they're destroying people's lives because they are the state and they are a state similar to the one described in 1984. They have no business telling you what you have to inject in your body and I will have a longer show, a show dedicated to COVID and the response to COVID, the realities that exist uh, in this so-called pandemic. Um, remember, Rahm Emanuel said it best, let no good crisis go to waste, and that's exactly what we're seeing. We're seeing the Great Reset, and we're seeing COVID being used as one of the clubs that they can use to uh, really test us and see what we're willing to put up with. And so far, I would say we've been willing to put up with far too much. So it's time that if you haven't been speaking out, that you speak out. Again, I'm not talking about violence. Um, I don't want you to think that I'm talking about doing something violent. But I am saying do not allow people to intimidate you, whether they're your employer or not. Uh, you see people, pilots and, and uh, flight attendants walking out, out of uh, the airlines industry. And you see you know, this kind of thing happening uh, worldwide. And it's not just in the States. But uh, you also see a lot at the same time the numbers of individuals that are having serious health problems after the vaccine soar and more information is coming to light about that. Again, I will cover that more in detail on a future show. 
But the just of it is, is that there are many, many more breakthrough infections uh, among people vaccinated than among the unvaccinated. As a matter of fact, the unvaccinated, especially those who have survived, had COVID, survived it, um, their natural immunity is is great. It's much better and uh, much better than even the vaccinated folks. So we're seeing this these breakthrough uh, infections and, and deaths and you know, very serious side effects. Um, we're going to see more of that as time goes on. And I'll, I'll share why that is with you in just a second. Um, but the the most disgusting thing, I think, that has come of all of this is the fact that the FDA has now cleared giving vaccines to kids between 5 and 11. So not only are they coming after us adults, but in a 17 to 0 decision, the FDA, uh, an FDA committee uh, has codified basically medical atrocities against our, our children. So when is enough enough and when are people going to step up and, and uh, revolt, again, not violently, against this Orwellian government? And we've already seen in Australia some of the craziness going on there and in other countries as well. This, of course, means they have to make yet another move, and we'll get to that in a second. But the current estimates, are they say that people who have taken the mRNA-based vaccine, so that would be Moderna and Pfizer, they lose about 5% of their uh, immune function each week. So after about 20 weeks, they're pretty much left without an immune system. So, I mean, they're, they're closer to being AIDS patients than they are anything else. In other words, they're, they're ripe for death. And, and I'm afraid we're going to see a lot of that. I pray every night that I'm wrong. I, I hope that that does not happen. Um, but if you don't have an immune system, when something like the flu comes up on you, or God forbid you get a bacterial infection in your respiratory system, you are in danger uh, of passing away. And I think we're going to see that. And it's not just theoretical. I mean, we're, we're seeing already the hospitals in the United States being swamped, emergency rooms being swamped with post-vaccine patients. And they're exhibiting, you know, extreme levels of sickness, uh, with what we would normally have considered common common uh, health issues. Uh, so it's not looking good. And the fact that they want to do this to our children is simply inexcusable. And we should rise up and we should make a lot of noise about this. And we should just refuse to do it. Yeah, we should refuse to do it. And that's, that's what I'm saying. And, and um, these... Uh, these, these families, my own family, your family is probably the same. You have members of your family who just didn't believe that this was a problem and they went ahead and did it. Uh, like I said, I pray every night, but I think we all need to prepare, be prepared for the worst. Um, as Dale Carnegie said, and I just thought about this, I don't know why, but 
haven't heard this in a long time, but Dale Carnegie, one of his, his sayings was, be prepared for the worst and hope for the best. And I think that's what we have to do uh, as Americans today, especially when it comes to COVID and the vaccine. And, you know, this evil that is in our, in our, in our government, in the world, um, there are many, uh, many people who really would relate this to uh, end, end times. And I can't say whether they're right or not, but there's certainly some, there's certainly some nasty, nasty evil on display. Now, Fauci finally got sued this past week, so that's great news. Uh, hopefully, he's exposed more for what he really is. And, you know, basically all that it's about with Fauci and Gates uh, and their ilk, in my opinion, is money, 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 money. Follow the money and you'll have the reason as to why things are the way they are. So what's going to be next? What what has to happen before um, they can really take over the United States in its entirety and push the new world order uh, with China at the helm? What has to happen next is, of course, that you give up your guns. And we know that looking at Australia, we see Australia has given up their guns and now they have drones that tell them they need to go home. They have apps on their phone that they have to re reply with a notice. They have to get the notice, reply within five minutes, uh, or they're in trouble. They have to send their selfie, and their GPS coordinates are part of that selfie. And this is a man. This is mandated. This is something that that uh, Australians have to have, as I said, on their devices. Um, if they don't respond they get a second notice if they don't respond the police come to their home uh, if they violate this frequently they are subject to five years in prison or fifty thousand dollars fine i believe so um, absolutely imperative that we start start supporting the cause of the second amendment and defending against what's coming my personal belief is that what they want to do is they want to force a segment of the population they're calling domestic terrorists, which is those of us who want to preserve America for future generations and preserve the freedoms and individual liberties for future generations. Well, they've classified us as domestic terrorists and they're pushing to the point they want us to get violent. They want us to, uh, and who knows, they may even do some some of some uh, uh, shootings and stuff their own would not put it past them if you've been watching the January 6th information and the data coming out on the DOJ and the FBI and um, it's it's looking more and more uh, like it was a setup and I've shown you video of the of the Antifa uh, and BLM carrying buses that were escorted by the black SUV and the uh, law enforcement vehicle. Um, I've shown you the video of people entering the Capitol peacefully that were waved in by Capitol Police. I've sh uh, we've talked about the fact that many of these people uh, saw that as permission and, and uh, instead the 
the communists in the Democrat Party um, set that up just as the Nazis set up the Reichstag fire. And they did that to scapegoat people. They did that to be able to take some of those people and make examples out of them, which is what they did. That's why you still have over 60 people in prison or in jail, I should say, uh, in in terrible conditions. And some are being beaten. Some are some are being uh, uh, neglected in several ways. One of which is they are not free to worship uh, those folks that are Christians. Yet they're given an Islamic uh, paper, which states states that uh, the problem is is white Christians and they need to be wiped out. And that is what our our government is doing to our citizens. At the very same time, they allow people to to come across our borders who are uh, carrying COVID, tuberculosis, measles, uh, whatever else, uh, coming across the border. At the same time, they are uh, bringing in Afghanis uh, who they don't vet. Uh, At the same time, they're leaving patriots behind. Uh, You know, so if you haven't figured it out by now, uh, you really need to pay more attention. I was talking with my youngest uh, this week, and we were talking about, you know, basically politics is no fun, but but uh, you have to take part. Excuse me. Or you lose your freedom. So I'm going to take a quick break, and I'll be right back. Hey, Patriots, you can save up to 66% at MyPillow.com when you use the code TPR, that stands for The Patriot Review. That's TPR, or call 800-519-9927. That's 800-519-9927. I use these products myself. I can tell you they are the best quality bar none. So go ahead, use the code TPR, and get up to 66% off right now. Hello, Patriots. Would you like to become part of the Patriot Army? You can do so by going to our website and clicking on the Become a Patron button top left of the screen. You then can select your membership level. Also on our website, on the top right-hand side, you'll notice a Download Our App button. This app will enable you to keep in touch with the Patriot Review on a constant basis. You'll also be able to interact with our forum and chat with other members. We hope to see you there, and thank you for your support. Hello, sunshine. It's time to kick ass and take names. Check out redbloodedpatriots.com. Subscribe and join the growing community of patriots.
safety, all wrapped up in pure American patriotism and aging gracefully. It's a Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner. Hey, welcome back. I had to get a drink of water there. Sorry about that. Um, so anyway, uh, I would like to just bring your attention to something. If you want to support the show, uh, you can go to our Patreon page and you can get there by going on our webpage and selecting the Patreon button at the top left, and you can uh, you can join. Uh, as I mentioned on the website itself, there's a guest membership that's free, uh, but you do get uh, additional things uh, if you go through Patreon and you sign up for uh, a different level of membership. So we have uh, $3 a month up to $25 a month. Uh, your support is greatly appreciated. It helps keep me going and keep the show going and progressing. So I really appreciate that if you would do that. Um, but back to the show, I wanted to talk about obviously the, the threats. And we were talking mainly about the domestic threats. And I want to end on that before we move on to the external threats. So I saw this ad for Mike Gallagher. And I thought it was it was done very well. So um, basically, I'm going to move this, and it says Communist China wants America to be weak, unstable, and divided. And I would say Democrats are helping China buy, but more specifically, the far left, the communists, are helping China by opening our borders and defunding police. Uh, we've certainly seen the impact of that, and we're seeing more police walk off the job given the mandate, uh, which is not good for safety uh, of the citizens of the United States. And obviously, uh, Mr. Biden, uh, or actually the, the puppet masters behind Biden, don't care one bit about the safety of American citizens. They despise American citizens, as a matter of fact. Uh, as they're demonstrating by the borders being open and by reducing the protections that we have and purposely tearing them down. And in the case of our VP, uh, purposely funding the bailout of communists who not only destroy cities, but perpetrate violent acts. Also, they're burying us under trillions of dollars of debt and the future generations will never be able to pay that debt off and they don't really care because what they want to do is fund this transition into the new world order uh, remember nine percent of the so-called infrastructure bill was all that goes towards infrastructure the rest is uh, pure socialism and using the green new deal and idiotic uh, chaotic uh, civilization destroying so-called ideas and they're funding those things to destroy America one step at a time and they're doing it many different ways but but uh, they also want to create some more uh, useful idiots some zombies that's why they're teaching our kids that America is racist that's an irredeemable country that America is the evil and we've talked about this before uh, with America being the only country that was founded uh, on the principles, established the principles, and uh, had the conversations knowing that they had to eliminate slavery, that it was wrong, 
and knowing that it, at the same time it would take some time and uh, attempted to avoid the Civil War, which eventually happened anyway. Um, but anyway, I digress. So there's there's that. Uh, I thought that that was a good ad. I, I uh, appreciate Mr. Gallagher's comments. The only thing I'll say to him and to the Republican Party is um, you're not, you haven't been doing enough. You haven't really helped us out. Too many of you are globalists. Too many of you are corporatists. And if you haven't noticed, we have a big problem with our corporations. Uh, fascism, corporate fascism is in full display and only on the rise with things like the mandate and all this other stuff. Um, the people need to take the power back. There's no question about it. And we need to do that by making sure that the Supreme Court uh, hears the case on the election. And one thing I was going to mention, if I haven't, is please do contact them. Reach out, write, physically write a letter to each justice and send it hard copy in the mail telling them what your thoughts are on some of their uh, recent rulings and asking them to fall on the right side of history and look at the evidence this time. They have not looked at the evidence, period. They use the excuse that nobody has standing, which is a bunch of bull because every one of us has standing. We all have skin in the game. We all have stakes that are high, and they better do the right thing. They better do what their duty is instead of playing politics with people's lives. Uh, so that's what I have to say about that. Uh, what I want to do now is I, I want to go to Ronald Boyd, who has a book recommendation for us, and that will lead us into the last segment of the show. So take a listen here. I'd like to welcome back with us today Ronald Boyd. Ronald is our historian at the Patriot Review. He's also a contributor. Ronald, happy Halloween, and welcome back to the show. Thank you. Uh, yes, I, I actually like to mention congratulations on your acceptance on Frank's speech. Awesome. Now that we have our shows on Frank's speech now, it's a very exciting time for you and for our website. Uh, and hopefully it will attract new members and new eyeballs. Yeah, it's awesome. I can't, um, and, and all of us, I mean, you're a regular part of the show and um, we work on this together. Uh, so, you know, it's it's both of us. It's an honor to, to really be involved. Uh, I've said many times that I consider uh, Mike Lindell to be one of the most historical patriots in our country, um, especially should everything go the way it should go. But that, that question is kind of up in the air, but uh, history yeah. will we'll see. But certainly thank you for that. And I look forward to growing the audience and, and anybody that wants to uh, provide feedback or become part of the Patriot Review, you can do so through the website. Our website is redbloodedpatriots.com. It's patriots with an S.com. So I appreciate that. And while we're talking about MyPillow, of course, if you go to MyPillow.com and you use the code TPR, it's the Patriot Review, just TPR, you get up to 66% off. So, wow. yeah, it's awesome. And the product is great. I have all kinds of things from... Uh, my pillow and they really are uh, great great products better products than what you'd find you know most places so definitely yeah. worth the money so anyway you 
you are here, you want to talk about a specific book, and we are talking about threats, both internal and external. We are talking about how this really relates, and of course, one has to, as they say, understand your adversary, right? Mm -hmm. And and you had mentioned this book, so why not? Uh, why don't you go ahead and talk about it and tell us about it? Okay. Well, my book recommendation for anyone who's interested is the Seven Military Classics of Ancient China. And people might ask, well, you know, why should I read a book on ancient Chinese military philosophy? Well, to understand current Chinese policies and strategies, you need to get this book. You need to read this book because almost everything that they're doing right now, you can find in this book. And what's an added benefit of the Southern Military Classics of Ancient China uh, is the introduction by Ralph Sawyer, who actually did the translations for this book. He's a, a, a Harvard-educated uh, East Asian military philosopher, or military historian, I should say. And so if you're interested in ancient Chinese military history, this is a great resource. If you're interested in ancient Chinese military strategy, again, this is a great resource. This book actually discusses uh, a lot of things like as far as like espionage. Uh, uh -huh. It does include Sun Tzu's Art of War. So if you don't have a standalone volume, this includes that book. And each book or military classic, he also has an introduction as well. And he discussed like some of the uh, things that they talk about in each of these military classics. But if you want to understand Chinese uh, politics or policy right now, this is the book because it actually discusses on how to govern one's country. Um, he talk, it talks about how to uh, influence uh, people to actually join your cause or become your advisors. It actually discusses on how you plan your military campaigns. It, uh, I mean, this is such a great resource for Sounds that. like a wealth of information. So it is. one of the topics that I'm going to have just a little bit later is the Red-Green Alliance mm -hmm. and the history of that. Um, uh, basically, the, the history of different, different but similar radical ideologies working together for the same cause. Um, so, do you think that the book you're recommending here does it talk about? Obviously, it's got to talk about controlling the information, right? It's got to talk about uh, controlling the narrative, I should say. Um, well, that's the the thing about uh, a few of these the books that's in this book. Uh, a lot of them were actually state-held secrets, and private ownership of such a book was actually frowned upon because uh, uh, one of these books, or possibly two of them actually, uh, the three strategies of Huang Shigong and also the six uh, secret strategies, which he calls them, or the six military strategies, uh, are actually considered revolutionary. Wow. And if you actually held a copy of that particular book, you might have actually been considered a revolutionary, and chances are you and your entire family would have been, would have been executed huh? as a result. Yeah. So where can we where can we get this book? Now, I haven't read it, but it sounds like a worthy read. It's a very good book. It's actually uh, it was published back in the 1990s, I think 94, 93, somewhere around there, or 95. You can probably find it on Amazon or any bookstore that carries quality books. 
uh, you can find this book. Uh, again, if you want to talk about like even Mao Zedong, Mao Zedong was influenced by a lot of the books that are actually within this uh, volume. Uh, so an understanding of guerrilla, Chinese guerrilla warfare back in the 30s and 40s, this book right here. Uh, a lot of, of what Mao Zedong wrote about, you can find in this volume. And again, the title is The Seven, the seven, seven uh, Ancient... Military Classics of oh, Ancient China. Seven, there, seven Military Classics of Ancient China. Sounds great, Ron. Thanks for the recommendation, and thanks for being here again. I know you got to go. you got stuff to do, so appreciate mm -hmm. it very much, and we'll see you soon. Well, thank you. So there you have it. We're talking uh, about China, and really uh, that those series of books that are incorporated in that one book, uh, a good read to understand some of the philosophies that go behind where we see ourselves today in the situation that we're facing today as uh, a country, um, and of course the threat that the external threat that China is uh, is only growing. And unfortunately, the person who's occupying the seat uh, that he did not win uh, does not and will not deal with the threat in a way that would that will protect us uh, as a country. And you know, we we have talked about that in the past as to why that is. Um, I wanted to to talk about the uh, the reasons. Uh, we ourselves have some similarities, and I, uh, I recorded this ahead of time. I'm going to play this for you and then come back and uh, emphasize a few points and highlight some things. We talk a lot about the threats that America is facing today, and as far as external threats, I've spent most of my time talking about China. And, of course, China is a major power communist state, and we all know that they're backing uh, that they stole the election or helped steal the election. We know that they're, they're backing forces that would love to turn uh, America over to the New World Order. And, of course, China views that they will be the ones that are leading the New World Order. But I thought it would be interesting to talk about the Red-Green Alliance and what happened or what preceded the Red-Green Alliance, the alliance that we see between... Uh, the, the communist in China, the CCP, and uh, the radical Islam uh, countries of the Middle East. Um, so I want to talk about that just a little bit. So it, we have to go back to World War II, where uh, at the time, now Hitler, obviously, b before World War II, Hitler gained power, and about the same time, a little earlier than Hitler, uh, 1928, the Muslim Brotherhood was formed by Hassan al-Banna. He was a 22-year-old Muslim. He hated Jews. He adored Hitler. He, he wrote Hitler constantly. Uh, he wanted the Nazi party to collaborate with Islam, and they eventually did. So this is a photo, um, and this photo shows uh, Haj Amin al-Husani, who was the Grand Mufti of Jerusalem, and he was a close ally of Albana. Um, anyway, they, they met with Hitler, and they formed the two largest 
uh, Waffen SS divisions out of all 38 divisions, the two largest, and those were made up of Muslims. And here I have a picture of those troops uh, under review. And this picture is uh, Haj Amin al-Husani again. And also attending that was Himmler. So we have this, this history of radical Islam partnering, in this case, with uh, leftist socialists, fascists in Nazi Germany. And we see this uh, repeating itself in history, only this time it's the communists and Marxists in the United States and outside the United States partnering with radical Islam. Our very own president, or, uh, well, he's supposedly president, but we know he's not, uh, is importing people in just like Obama did. And these people are radical Islamists, many of them. Uh, many of them have disappeared suddenly. M many of them are military-aged males. Um, if you followed the news in the last week or two, you you were you should have seen that uh, many women and children were simply turned away and were not allowed to come over. And that is why you know there's there's definite intent here, and nobody should fool themselves. And it's way beyond the point where. We can look at our, our government right now and actually deny that this is not part of the overall plan because it certainly is. We have the Uniparty, which I talk about quite a bit. We have the uh, so-called Republicans who are really globalists. We have the far left who are really uh, communists, straight-out communists. And then we have all the rest of us that are somewhere in between those viewpoints, and we don't seem to be being represented. Um, so, you know, I, I wanted to talk about this for that reason. So uh, by the 1940s, the Muslim Brotherhood um, really rose to 500,000 members, and they, they built uh, an infrastructure within their countries. Uh, they built, some of them built schools, medical clinics, etc. but a lot of them engaged in violence. Uh, they included bombings. They included arsons and murders. They even assassinated the Egyptian prime minister at the time. Now, the Muslim Brotherhood, you know, they continue to be violent. Uh, we just witnessed what happened in Egypt uh, not that many years ago when Obama was in office. And look at the posture change that occurred at that time. You know, the Middle Eastern uh, radical Islamist countries, they're still talking, spreading Islam by force. Uh, we... You know, we've all seen this. We've seen the videos of the beheadings. Uh, we've seen people started on fire. We've seen all kinds of absolutely horrible things. So here's something that maybe you don't know. So this Muslim Brotherhood, uh, you know, it has been ongoing, and it is in the United States. Um, we've seen organizations such as CARE. Uh, which is really a front for radical Islam. We've seen them, uh, there was controversy after 9-11 with them building a mosque uh, close to ground zero. Uh, the history shows that they are just as radical, just as deadly, and they are definitely parting, partnering with the far-left communists. Back in 1987, 
you know, this is one thing that if you would show, you would be called Islamophobic. Uh, but this is the absolute truth. So this is 1987 in Israel, right? Uh, or 89, I guess it is. Um, they had pushed the Soviet army out of Afghanistan. Uh, and then that split, right? Does that sound familiar? Um, so at that time, you know, the faction was, was uh, to become Al-Qaeda and, of course, was to be led by Osama bin Laden. And from there, you know the rest of the history. So when we talk about all kinds of threats, both internal and external, when it comes to the Red-Green Alliance, we know that it exists, and we know that both of them have the same objective, at least for this point in time, and that is to destroy the United States, to destroy our Constitution and our individual liberties and freedom. And eventually, of course, they will have to fight amongst each other because communism does, does not want any religion. They want you to be worshiping the state, basically. And, of course, Islam wants you to be either converted or dead. So that's what we're facing right now. That is the Red-Green Alliance, and that is the threat to the United States. We'll be right back. You too can support the Patriot Review. Seriously, why not? You should help a guy out, starting at $3 a month. That's not so bad now, is it? Hey Patriots, it's Jeff Wagner. I love my pillow products. I use them. I can say that they are simply the best quality that you will find anywhere. And you can help us all out, all Patriots, including Mike Lindell, and our mission to restore America by going to MyPillow.com today and using code TPR. That stands for the Patriot Review, so it's easy to remember. TPR. Save up to 66%. You can also order by calling 800-519-9927. Again, that's 800-519-9927. Thank you and God bless. Ignore the thought police and subscribe or follow the Patriot Review. 
it's your patriotic duty. Just a, a couple of quick things on the video we watched before the commercial break. Um, of course, those are my opinions that I express on, in that. And uh, before anybody gets too upset, I mean, I do realize that there are uh, good people in every group, and I'm not saying that all Muslims fit into that, that category. Uh, but I will staunchly defend that that alliance does exist and that we are seeing uh, it play out right now and just want to bring it to people's attention and bring all this these threats to people's attention because you can no longer afford to say, I hate politics and I'm just going to sit down and I'm going to be focused in my own life. And it's coming down to the point where either you make the decision to get into it and stand up and defend your rights and your freedoms and speak out, or you accept what's coming, which you can look back in history and you can see what's going to happen to you. Uh, because uh, as we've seen in, in rev, uh, other uh, revolutions, and we really are in the midst of a revolution, uh, we desperately need the counter-revolution, and more and more people are standing up, so that's good. But um, if you don't get involved then you can't complain about what's coming around the bend and what's going to happen to you. So that's the show for today. Thank you for being here. I hope you have a safe and happy Halloween and a great week to come. We'll see you again next week.